Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org. I'm going to deal with a subject this morning that uh, we're calling the crucible. We got any Marines in this building? Army guys? Navy guys? Air Force guys? Uh, uh, no insult to you guys. There's one back in the sound room. Uh, <clears throat> but I'm not used to this word, the crucible. Anybody ever heard this word, crucible? I'm not used to it. So when God spoke to me about this, I knew he wanted me to deal with it. The only reason I was familiar with it is uh, uh, Colin, I was going to call him my grandson. I guess he could. He's uh, adopted by my son and daughter-in-law. Um, he, uh, just had it, he just done his crucible. And the crucible is the last phase of boot camp. And it's called the crucible because it means tried by fire. And it's where it's the last phase where a recruit becomes a Marine. It's the last phase of their training. It's where they gain the title to be called a Marine. And up until this point, they're only called a recruit. So they have to go through this crucible, and it's 54 hours long, 48 miles of hiking, 45 pounds of gear, 36 warrior stations, 20 time, uh, 29 team-building exercises. They get six hours of sleep and uh, two MREs. So they're suffering uh, sleep deprivation. They're suffering uh, starvation, and it's geared to, to, break, to train them mentally, Physically, it, 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 it's where they transform from just being a recruit to be a fighting machine. And it's the most trying time of their life. It's when all of their weakness is squeezed out of them. It, it's it's, it's that, that, that training, that last 54 hours of training to where they become, they transform them from being boys to men. And when God spoke to me, he said, that's where life church is. We're in the midst of our crucible. You're about to receive your anointing. Are you listening to me? I'm speaking to you individually, and I want to speak to you corporately today. A lot of you haven't understood, and you felt the weight that's on the church. A lot of you have just felt it. Some of you may not have, but a lot of you just felt like there's just something that life church is going through, and God said it's your crucible. You're, you're coming to a point where there's about to be a transformation in your life. There's about to be a trans. He's preparing you to reposition you in a place of power. And I want to try to navigate through that this morning. Will you go with me on that? Amen. Turn with me. Uh, before we go, I want to... Usually we'll give scriptures and then we'll deal with the subject and it takes you a while to catch up. But I want to deal with one word this morning called consistency. Consistency. <clears throat> there's the definition of consistency. And my wife's going to try to work with me this morning on getting these scriptures on the board uh, and definitions because I, I, I really need you to get this morning. Consistency. Consistency means showing steady conformity to character, your profession, your belief, or custom with no variation or contradiction. Steady 
continuity. Let me ask a question. I want everybody to be honest with me. Does anybody have a problem with consistency? Rescue's lying. Amen. This could be the most important teaching you're ever going to receive because it will change everything. Everything. Let's, let's look at some scriptures now. Uh, go with me to the uh, book of Hebrews, chapter number 10. Amen. Go with me in your scriptures. If not, it's, it, it's on the board, but I need you to stay with me this morning. I'm going to be reading out of the King James Version. Consistency. Hebrews chapter number 10, verse number 35 says, Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. King James words, uh, Version used the words patience. It says, For you have need of patience. Someone said it. You have need of endurance. You have need of perseverance. Amen. So the word patience in the King James Version actually means steadfast endurance. It means consistency. You have need of consistency. He said, this is what you need. You need consistency. He said, look at the scripture. It says uh, that after, somebody shout after. After you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. The only thing standing between you and your miracle is consistency. Isn't that powerful? The only thing, the Bible's full of promises, but the only thing standing between you and the promise is being consistent. Just being consistent. For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, somebody say, hang in there. Be consistent. If any man draw back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not of those who draw back under destruction. But we are them that believe to the saving of the soul. Uh, look at Hebrews chapter number 6, verse number 11. It says, And we desire that every one of you, out of the King James Version, show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end. It's not talking about the end of time now. This is talking about to the end result of what you're believing for. He said, I'm desiring that every one of you hold on to the same hope you started with. All the way until you see it manifested in your life. Stay consistent on what you're going after. Amen? Stay consistent. Uh, we desire that you show the same. He's talking about our forefathers of faith. Amen? This next scripture is going to open that up. Some of you started believing for some things you got discouraged about. Some of you started out believing for great things and got discouraged about. He said, you got to hold on to your consistent expectation until it manifests. Amen. Uh, verse 12. And be not slothful, but followers, meaning imitators of them who through faith and what? Faith and patience inherited the promise. Amen. Somebody help me out this morning, you know, Ham. Tell your neighbor, amen, and it's going to sound funny, but tell them faith's not enough. 
Faith is not enough. Faith is not enough. We preach on faith. We preach on faith. But it said here, amen. Come on, we're going to get it right out of the Word of God. It said that that, that imitate those great founders and fathers of faith who through faith and consistency inherited the promise. It's one thing to believe a thing, but it's another thing to be consistent in what you believe. Oh, my God, am I saying anything? Isn't it? We all believe, Brandon, a whole lot more than we're consistent with. Am I the only one? I'm telling you, this message this morning is coming from the pulpit to the pew. Amen. Of being consistent with it. So he said, now look, if you're going to get your promise, you got to imitate all the founders of our faith in Hebrews chapter number 11. Because they not only believed, their actions was consistent with what they believed. Amen. So I, I, I base that. Now, now you can believe me when I say faith is not enough. Amen. It takes a consistent action on my part that is consistent with what I believe. And I have to stay consistent until the end. I have to stay consistent until that thing comes to fruition in my life. This could be the hardest thing you'll ever do. It's the crucible you have to go through to get your position, your promise, okay? Turn with me now to 1 Kings. We're going to take a story and we're going to deal with that. Amen. We've had a long altar call, and I'm going to try my best to get you out of here by 1230. That wasn't a joke, Tammy. She said, yeah, right. 1 Kings 19, beginning in verse number 19. Uh, I'm sorry, babe, I gave you wrong scriptures. Don't look at the screen, my fault. 1919, my fault. Grab your Bibles, grab your phones. 1919, Elijah is about to lay down his ministry, and he's sent to anoint Elisha. We're going to jump right in the middle of the story. We're going to jump right in the middle of the story. 1 Kings 19, verse number 19. It says, so he departed thence, talking about Elijah, And he found Elisha, the son of Shaphat, who was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen before him. And he with the 12. And Elijah passed by him and cast his mantle upon him. And he left the oxen and ran after Elijah and said, Let me, I pray thee, kiss my father and my mother, and then I will follow thee. And the prophet said to him, Go back again, for what have I done to thee? And he returned back from him, took a yoke of oxen, and slew them, and boiled their flesh with the instruments of the oxen, and gave unto the other people, unto the people, and they did eat. Then he rose and went after Elijah, Elijah, and ministered unto him. Consistency. Somebody shout consistency. Consistency. May I submit to you that the only thing standing between you 
and the desires of your heart is consistency. The only thing standing between you right now, realistically speaking, the only thing standing between you and your health is consistency. The only thing standing between you and your desired weight. Boy, it's quiet. Is consistency. The, 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 the only thing standing between you and the desired spiritual temperature you really want to be at is consistency. Everything. everything. Your, your children are a product of your consistency or the lack thereof. Your whole life is simply a product of your, not what you believe. Amen. Not what you believe, because we all believe we can do better. We all believe that God's called us to a higher level. We all believe, we all believe in what this Bible says. We all believe that the promise is for us. Amen. The only thing standing but but, but the only thing standing between you and that habit you want to break is consistency. Oh, this might be too real for y'all this morning. Amen. We want to pray for things that only consistency will deliver us of. Uh, somebody ought to tweet that one. Amen. I'd rather you anoint me with oil. Amen. And speak a prophetic word over my life. Amen. Are you listening to me? And then I ain't required to be consistent. Amen. And if you're not careful, God gave everybody in this church nearly a few weeks ago a prophetic word. But if you're not consistent, then, then we're going to waste a prophetic word in our life. And then we're going to get confused of why God didn't do what he said he was going to do. When in reality, he said, we got to be imitators of those who through believing and consistency, they inherited the promises. Amen. Are, are y'all all right this morning? Amen. I'm going to help you whether you help me or not. The, the only thing st standing between you and your, your new attitude is consistency. Amen? You don't have to be like you are. You can change it with consistency. I, this, this, is, this is important right here. Amen? I'm not preaching to everybody, but I'm preaching to somebody. Amen? This, it's just the way I am. It's just the way I am. You know why you are the way you am? Because you was consistent at it. Oh, my, 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 my. You were consistent at it. Amen? Some of you are inconsistent because you were consistent about being inconsistent. Oh, I know the people in this church that's, <laughs> that's consistently, consistently inconsistent. Amen? Those that are consistently late. And they're so consistent in their inconsistent. <laughs> I can't get this out. Inconsistency, amen, you can build your faith on it. Oh, my God, I'm saying. You can build your faith on it. <laughs> amen. So some of you leaders, if I want to start talking to you at 630, I need to tell you it starts at 620. Because I, by faith, know. Oh, my God, this is just a quick jab right here, amen. And we're all supposed to deal with your inconsistency because that's your consistency. 
And then we want to say, well, it's just the way I am. Don't push my buttons and I won't get mad. Somebody shout, crucible. Hoorah! Huh? Are you listening to me? Amen. And I just come to tear down the lie is that's how God made you or that's what you have to deal with the rest of your life. Amen. You may want to deal with it the rest of your life or should I put it this way? You may not want to deal with it. Amen. It's going to be your choice. But God wanted me to let this church to know we're in a crucible right now to transfer us out of being recruits to soldiers. From out of being children to sons of God. To where he can start trusting us with dominion and authority in the kingdom of heaven. But the problem is we don't know we got to go through a crucible. We don't understand that before you make a transition, before there's a transformation, I have to go through a crucible or a period to where my feelings and my emotions mentally, spiritually, physically are put to the test. And I have to stand consistent in spite of how I feel. God, I feel like something's going to happen in this place. I have to stand consistent in what I believe rather than what I feel. The crucible is the time when you take everything you know and you put it into action. 90% of Christians know 90% more than they ever put to work. Oh my God, that's so right. That's so real, isn't it? Amen. And the reason we don't because it's the crucible. It's when I, I go through sleep deprivation. It's when I feel like I'm starving. It's when our nerves get frayed. It's when everything is coming again. But it's all by divine design with a drill sergeant standing right over there saying, I'm preparing you for your transition. I'm, I'm getting you ready to step into a realm to where you are no longer controlled by what my mind thinks or my body's feeling. Can I preach this stuff in 21st century church, amen? Because now it's all about me. It's all about making me comfortable and it's all about me getting my way and everybody else has to change but me. So some of you are in a crucible and don't even realize it. Some of you come to this point of a crucible. And never made it through it. So you never walk in the dominion. You never get the fulfillment of that title or that position or that power in your life. Oh, I'm going to help somebody in this place. Amen. I got one for you. The Bible says, I think it's uh, Luke. Luke. Yeah, 21.19. Look at this scripture right here. Luke 21.19. In your patience possess ye your soul. Now, huh? In your consistency, possess ye your soul. Listen to this. The word possess means to seize. It means to gain control of. It means to, to begin to own. It actually means to win. We like to say we're soul winners and we're winning souls. Well, we need to stop and win our own. Oh, I better get out here. I better get out of here. You need to stop and win your soul. Because when you win your soul and gain your soul and get control over your soul, then you're ready to become a soul winner. Amen? And the only way I can seize my soul, another word for it is occupy. Occupy is a military term. 
Amen, all you military guys. It's a military term to go in and take over and begin to rule from that destination. He said, the only way you're going to take over the seat of your emotions is actually your, your soul is your identity. It's who you are. Amen. And who you are has to be overcome by the spirit of the living God. It has to be conquered by the Holy Spirit. Amen. And he said, the only way you're going to conquer you is consistency. Consistency. You, you have to be consistent. Or you have to be consistent in curbing your anger. Amen. You, you, you can't go through phases. Amen. Oh, boy, I'm doing real good right now. All of a sudden, you're doing real good right now. It's because nobody's pushed the right buttons. Amen? All of a sudden, I ain't giving nobody a cussing today. Kind of like that saying, Lord, it's been a good day. I ain't cussed nobody out. I ain't said nothing negative. I ain't done nothing I shouldn't have done. But, Lord, I'm about to get out of this bed. And I'm going to need your help. And Christians live in this state because they never understand the crucible was designed for me to conquer me that I may become an overcomer. Amen? And we, do, and, 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 and we do good for a while and we fall off the wagon when we get back in the situation because we didn't realize it was a crucible that God put in my life to enable me to be consistent when it was not convenient. Amen? Because it's the only thing that starts breaking me. It's the only thing that enables me to start conquering me. It's for me to get put into... It's scripture after scripture. Take up your cross and follow me. Except you deny yourself and come after me. You can't even be my disciple, he said. Amen? And we're, we're, we, we created a church full of Christians that have to be carried around on a soft pillow... Because we're not used to any discomfort. So we never get war ready. We never get into a position to where you are a Marine. You are now stepping out of childhood into adulthood. And now I can begin to use you to advance my kingdom. Amen. And let me tell you what. He'll use brothers and sisters in the church in your crucible. He, he, they start training these Marines in a safe environment. The bullets ain't real. Oh, my God, I'm going to help somebody. The bullets ain't real. The enemy ain't real. It's a safe environment for you to be able to go through a crucible. Amen. It's a pretest. It's preparing you for what's going to happen out there. But most church members never realize it. Amen. That when someone looks me the wrong way, it's not real. Oh, my God. It's not real. Amen. You tell me it ain't real. Look at me with them cross eyes. I'll cross them eyes for you. Oh, my God, this is going to be rich today. Are you listening to me? And we don't realize it ain't even about them and their crossed eyes. It's about you. And God had you in the crucible, and he actually prescribed that for you, amen, to put you in a position because I'm trying to get you in position. I'm trying to get you in position that I can put my mantle upon you and my anointing upon you. Somebody is going to step into a, this is where life church is right now. This is where some of you are as individuals right now. He said, he said, but the only way you can possess your soul is by being consistent. Consistent. 
And, and consistency is so powerful that it rewards those who walk in it. Uh, John 15, 16. Look at this scripture. Write that down. I think it's John 15, 16. <clears throat> he said, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. And I have ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should... Oh, somebody help me. That word remain there means to continue in the same state. To continue in the same. You haven't chosen me. I feel an anointing on me. Something's going to happen. He's, been, he's speaking right now, but something's going to happen in this place. Get ready. Get ready. Stay open to the word. Amen. You've not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you can bring forth fruit and that your fruit should Remain. He said, don't read that last part, but leave it on the screen yet. Amen. I'm going to show you that God doesn't, the only thing God rewards is consistency. Because consistency is equivalent to the word you know well, faithful. It's equivalent to the word faith. But I'm using the word consistent because it hits home a whole lot more. Faith has become a religious word. Faithful has just become a religious term. He said, I, I didn't just call you. I ordained you to bear fruit consistently. I ordained you to bear love consistently. I ordained you to have peace consistently. Amen. And the word, the King James used the word patience because it, it means perseverance and endurance. Patience don't mean sitting back waiting, twiddling my thumbs. Are you listening to me? It don't mean wait uh, in a frantic uh, walk in the floor. It means persevere. It means to be consistent even in the midst of opposition. It means to love consistency even when it's not convenient to love. It means to, to have peace consistently even when it's not convenient. What's another fruit of the Spirit? Gentleness. It means to be consistently gentle when you're pushing me to be everything but gentle. Somebody shout crucible. Crucible. It's a crucible that God's got some of you in right now and all he's trying to do is to conquer you because a mantle's coming. Oh my God. There's an anointing coming. There's power coming. God, somebody's going to have a message in tongues, interpretation. Something's going to happen in this building. I can't put my finger on it yet. Amen? You're, the mantle's about to fall. That's what's about to happen. The mantle's about to fall in this building. Amen? Mm. Distracted with the Holy Spirit right now. But if you don't realize it's a crucible... Amen. And we talked about this last time at Saturday Night Church, that I don't understand it. When I start desiring position, when I start desiring to get closer, I get thrown into this. Amen. Well, the Marine knows that I'm going to get thrown into a crucible if I want that, what is it, a globe and an eagle and an uh, anchor. I, I, I got thrown in this position to produce character so that I can handle the position. And here is, the, uh, here is the reward for consistency. Here's the reward for consistency. It's, it's easy to be consistent when the wind's blowing your way, right? It's easy to be consistent when I'm not tempted. It's easy to be consistent when everything's going my way. 
But consistency is not even identified until the wind changes directions. You, you can't even call yourself consistent until the wind changes. Because consistency, consistency don't even show up until opposition comes in my life. I'm going to start going to church. I'm going to start going to church. Every Sunday morning, I'm going to be in church. I'm going to start doing Bible study. I'm going to be in, I'm all fired up. It feels good right now. I'm going to Bible study. I'm going Saturday night church. I'm going to Monday night uh, Life Academy. I'm, I'm going to men's conference. I'm going to all that. And it all sounds real good until opposition starts coming. Hmm? Are, are, are y'all following me this morning? And then, you know, I got to, man, I need to do this. And that came up and this situation happened. And, man, I'm going to fast. I'm going to fast twice this week. I'm going to fast twice a week. You ever notice how easy it is to talk about fasting when you're full? So when I'm full, I can go on a 21-day fast. Y'all ever do that? Just get so full, Mark. I'm just so full. I'm going to fast this week. Amen. And I'm consistent with my fasting. I'm consistent until the first hunger pain hits. So consistency is not even manifest. Are y'all following me? Till opposition comes in. Amen. And as a result, some of you have not been delivered yet. As a result, some of you hadn't obtained your promise yet. As a result, some of you hadn't stepped into the anointing yet. Not because God don't have it for you. It's because I wasn't consistent in what I started. Oh my God, I am preaching to y'all. All of y'all could just go home right now. I could finish this sermon because I'm preaching to me. But what you got to realize is consistency is so powerful, it's always got a reward with it. Look at it. He said, I chose you to be consistent in your fruit bearing. And he said, this is what I do to consistent people. Whatever you ask, I'm going to give it to you. <clears throat> Isn't that powerful? Whatever you ask, I'm going to give it to you. Why? Because I've been watching you. Why? Because you've been consistent. We want to get on fire for God, jump in here and try to pray some powerful prayer that brings change and then walk off disappointed. Y'all better pray for me. The devil wants my voice today. Amen. We want to walk off uh, blaming God because he didn't do what we asked him to do. Amen. But we're asking him to do what consistency would have taken care of. And God said, God said, if you get consistent, I'll be consistent. Oh, my God, look at this scripture. We got to go. Golly, y'all took up so much of my time. Uh, uh, look at this scripture. I think it's, uh, baby, go to Romans chapter number two. Romans chapter number two. I hope I got that right today. I'm sorry. Look at this. God will rend to every man according to what? Amen. Can I tell y'all, some of y'all are griping because God's not fair. But in reality, if he was as fair as you wanted him to be, we'd be in trouble. Because he rewards according to what you did. Amen. God don't send nobody to hell. Are you listening to me? How can a loving God send? God don't send people to hell. Amen. But he's so just, he judges you according to your works and what you've done. Look at this. 
God will render to every man according to his deeds. To them who by patient continuance, by persevering consistency in what? Oh my God, y'all got to get this scripture. <laughs> Love you, Brandon. You're here on a good day, brother. Get a hold of this. He's here changing his life. God's going to render to every man according to their deeds. To them who by persevering uh, consistency in well-doing seek for glory, honor, and immortality. He said, I'm going to give them eternal life. Leave that scripture up there. Amen. Our problem is we're seeking glory. We're seeking honor. And we're seeking immortality. When this scripture says those who are consistent are inadvertently seeking glory, honor, and immortality. We're praying for something that can only come through your consistency. Oh my God. Is anybody getting this this morning? You ain't got to pray for glory in your life. You ain't got to pray for honor to fill your life. You ain't got to pray for a greater level of spirituality to be in your life. All you got to be is do is be consistent with what God has already told you to do. Oh my God. And the reward of consistency is glory. Oh my God. The reward of consistency is honor in your life. Are y'all, are y'all getting this? Can, can we just take this deeper? So the, 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 the only way that I can walk in this, the only way I can operate in this is just being consistent. Can I tell you right now, there's some things you can quit praying about. Because let's look at it this way. Can I just work this for 20 more minutes? Faith is... The fight of faith is not to receive a thing. That's not good uh, theology because Jesus says it's finished. It's already done. You've already received it. Right? So the fight of faith is not to receive a thing. The fight of faith is to overcome a thing. Me. Oh, that, that ought to just, that ought to open up a whole new world for you right there. I'm not fighting to get something out of God's hand, Rico. Glad you're here this morning. I'm not fighting to get something out of God's hands because he said, I pray your eyes will be open to all the things I've already freely given you. He said, I'm just praying you could receive. So the fight of faith is not trying to get something out of God's hand. The fight of faith is to possess my soul. The fight of faith is to make it through the crucible. The fight of faith is to die to me and become consistent with what I believe. It's to become consistent with doing good. He said, to every man in patient continuance in what? In well-doing. All I got to do is be consistent in doing good. Oh, my God, let me try this out over here. All I got to do is be consistent in doing the right thing. And glory shows up in my life. Honor shows up in my life. Immortality shows up in my life. Amen. We're missing it by seeking glory. We're missing it by seeking honor. You're missing it by seeking deliverance. Seek consistency. 
He said, because while you are consistently doing the right thing, glory is the reward of consistency. And all of a sudden, you're walking in the glory and the honor and the immortality. And he said, I'm going to reward you with eternal life. That's not just saved forever. I'm going to reward you with a life that is above your natural life. I'm going to reward you with a life of freedom from addiction. I'm going to reward you with a life of freedom. Golly, my ears are stopping up and everything. It's ringing. The devil is a liar, amen. He said, I'm going to just by you being consistent about doing good. Consistent about acting right. Just consistent by walking by the word. I don't feel it. I don't feel it. Oh, my God. I wish I had Colin here. I wish I could have called him and talked to him. Amen. Them Marines are crawling through the mud. They got, they're under barbed wire, and they're crawling through the mud, and they're dragging a buddy with them. <laughs> they're dragging, and all the while, every weakness is leaving their body. All the while, they're getting prepared for this appointment that's coming, and this anointing that's coming, and this privilege that's coming in their life. Is anybody in this place? They know. Amen. Then if I'll just stay to it, tell your neighbor, hang in there, hang in there, be consistent. If I'll just keep crawling, I'm going to make it to the other side. If I just keep crawling, amen, my flesh is wanting to lash out. My flesh is wanting to do its own thing, amen. But I am, I am learning how to possess my soul. Why? Because there's a real battlefield out there. And I don't know how far this message is going to go. Last week I preached about putting your foot on the neck of the five kings. I'm teaching you how to do that this morning. It's just that we've never embraced the crucible. My flesh starts acting up. We just go with it. And we never make it through the crucible. So we're in a vicious cycle. And we never step into it. And we never step into it. Amen. Yes, there's always a process. But the process shouldn't last 40 years. Is anybody in this place? Amen. Huh? You can blame it on everything in the world. But today we're putting the blame where it's at. You're inconsistent. Somebody wave back and say, that's me. Yeah, some of you so inconsistent you can't even admit it. Huh? Well, guess what? The mantle ain't coming. Oh, God. Oh, God. I'm so, I'm, I'm so being. Y'all quit rushing me. I feel you. Y'all turn with me. I didn't give Patty these scriptures. Turn with me to 2 Kings now, chapter number 2. I just, want to, I just want to ask you to do one thing for my father. I, I feel like I got to take up for God. If you're going to be inconsistent, own it. Own it. And quit blaming my father. Let me get personal. If you're going to be inconsistent and continue to be a recruit and not a Marine, take ownership of it and quit blaming the father who's trying to get in an anointing to your life. Holy Spirit just told me to tell you that. Let me, let me, I keep hearing the Holy Spirit speak to me so clear. Quit blaming it. And also, quit blaming it on your wife. Quit blaming it on your husband. Quit blaming it on your color. Quit blaming it on your culture. Quit blaming it on the way you were raised. Huh? I'm sorry for the way you was raised if it was dysfunctional. 
But if you keep passing the buck, you'll never become consistent and you will double shutter and you'll never step into your anointing. Quit blaming it on what somebody done to you and re- oh my God, 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 something's happening right now. Oh my, oh my. Elisha was plowing. There was 12 yoke of oxen in the field. He was plowing. He was number 12. Amen. Isn't it amazing that the Bible brought that up? I ain't got time to deal with it, but that's foundational governmental order. If he was the 12th man, he was the last man. Isn't it amazing? I don't care how far back you are, God will find you. God doesn't double see. He'll pass up 11 of them. He'll pass up 11 of them because somebody is marked to receive an anointing in this place this morning. Somebody is marked to receive anointing in this place this morning. Why? Because God seen you plowing. I said he saw the man plowing. Amen. He was working. He was pushing. He wasn't somewhere laying in the shade waiting on God to do something. He was plowing. Who it is? Who is it? Who's been plowing? lately who's been plowing oh god give me some voice <laughs> you've been plowing you thought nobody seen you because you way back at the back you can't even plow as fast as the first guy <laughs> you don't need that double shot you ain't even plowing as good as the first guy you way back at the back but god's been watching you and he's coming with an anointing for you and today is your day to receive he said he he walked up to Elisha and throwed his mantle on him. The mantle was a goodly garment. It was a garment that represented the office. It's like a, cream, a king's crown. It was an outward expression of an anointing that's on your life. And he throwed that mantle and Elisha knew what it meant. Everybody knew what it meant. You're giving me the invitation to be prophetic. You're giving me the invitation to be anointed. You're inviting me to go to the next realm. Amen. I can see you anoint me if I was in church testifying, but I'm out here in the field plowing. Go show you God ain't looking for shouting folks. He's looking for working folks. He's just looking for somebody that's just plowing. Plowing. Plowing is an uh, emblem of uh, consistency. He said, he who puts his hand to the plow, he ain't fit. God said, I'm looking for consistency. You've been consistent, Life Church. Somebody's been consistent in their pursuit, and God has found you. And he throwed the mantle on him. <laughs> and listen to this. Listen to this. <laughs> hey, Elisha, Elisha said, oh, my God. Oh, my God, let me go tell my parents, bye, and I'm going to follow you. He said, whoa, 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 whoa. I just gave you an invitation. You do what you want to do. I just gave you opportunity. I'm not demanding. This is the gospel of the kingdom. I'm just giving you an opportunity to step into your destiny. Don't start giving me excuses. Don't start telling me what you're going to do. What have I done? Amen. God has given this, some people in this church opportunity and invitation. The question is, what you going to do with it? What you going to do with it is up to you. He ain't dragging you kicking and screaming like religion does. Whosoever will, let him come in, walk in his destiny. I'm just going to give you the privilege. I'm going to give because you can't come without an invite. Oh, my God. So I'm just going to give you an opportunity, Colby, to walk in healing. 
I ain't going to make you do it, but I'm going to give you the opportunity to do it. He said, let me go. Let me go. Let me go kiss my mom and dad. Can I tell you, some of you have not stepped into your anointing because you don't know how to kiss people by. <laughs> you still love them too much. And these are not bad people because this is mom and dad. But it's relationships that he could not maintain if he's going to step into his anointing. God spoke to me and said, a lot of people will not step consistently in their anointing because they don't know how to say bye. Some of you need to say bye to some external relationships that are pulling you the wrong way. Who am I preaching to in this place? Amen. Because until you say bye, you can't hang out with me. You see, the Bible says, for this cause shall a man leave his mother and father and cleave to his wife. You can't cleave if you don't leave. Cleave means to stick to and adhere to. Some of us are trying to stick to destiny and we hadn't said goodbye to old relationships. And for some of you, it's flesh and blood relationships. It's time you say goodbye. It's time to say goodbye. I got to wait around here. Who am I talking to? It's time to say goodbye. Amen. It's time to say goodbye to some of them TV programs. <laughs> I'm just airing out his laundry. Of course, he testified on Facebook. It's trying to say goodbye to some things that are pouring negativity in your life. They're not promoting destiny in your life. It's relationships that when you get around them, amen, you start wanting to pull out of the crucible. You got to get in there with some rings that's grabbing you saying, huh, I'm going to drag you and I'm going to pull you. That's the people you need to hang out with. But, but, but you won't hang out with them because they'll call you out. Ain't going to tell me what to do. God, I'm preaching better than y'all shouting this morning. You ain't going to tell me what to do. Tell me to have a better attitude. I'll attitude you. I'll altitude you. I don't know what that means. Thanks for that courtesy laugh. My God, are y'all with me this morning? Amen. You're going to have to change some relationships. You can't walk in glory and fellowship with hell. You can't walk in honor and fellowship with hell. Is anybody in this place? He said, you let me go say bye to mom and them, <laughs> and I'll be right. He said, I'm going to kiss them goodbye because I ain't going to see them anymore. Is anybody in it? And some of you, it ain't physical relationships. It's mindsets. You can't say bye to you. Huh? You love you too much to say bye to you. And then we want to blame God that I'm not fulfilling my destiny. Amen. And all you got to do is one thing. Y'all do that with me. Bye, y'all. Huh? Bye. Huh? I ain't never seen the like of a generation that's so self-indulged. Where's, where's my cell phone?
Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is going to be a good snip for Anytime Fitness because everybody's going to want some of them. <laughs> I was at the grocery shop another day, and the coat man came in there. I mean, he was a monster. Have y'all seen him down here? Coat, I mean, he had some guns. I was walking around and said, oh, my God. <laughs> Finally, I said, hey. I was over at the state. I said, uh, where'd you get them? He was a cool guy. I said, where'd you get them? He said, man, I, the gym. I, been, I said, what? You got to work for them? I said, I don't want them. <laughs> Never mind. Are y'all following me? That's the Christian attitude. Are you listening to me? And we're so self-conscious, and I'm not hating on anybody. Amen. We change our entire physique because we're so self-conscious. Amen. Somebody, some people says, I'm just doing it because I don't want to be like everybody else. Oh, really? Everybody's doing what you're doing. Self-conscious. I remember before Kobe started walking out, he had arms like macaronis. <laughs> He's looking pretty good now, but he walked like he is. I said, what's the matter, man? You got syrup under them arms or what? <laughs> Are you listening to me? Huh? Is, this, is this just okay? We, we can't say bye to us. If we can't say bye to us on this level, you think we're going to fast? You think we're going to pray? You think we're going to crucify this flesh when my image is so important to me? Huh? Amen. Some of you don't need to say bye to other people. Uh, matter of fact, it's done reversed on you. I don't care what people think about me. It's self-indulgence. And then we go into rebellion is, I'll show them. I'm going to be my own man. Oh, your pastor's preaching good this morning. I'll show them. And we start off, and it ain't nothing but self-image. Some of us never steps into our anointing, and we're wondering why we can't control our tempers. We can't control our emotions. We can't control ourselves. Amen. Because we're taking selfies all the time. Are y'all Okay. He said, first thing I got to do, I got to kiss some things goodbye. I say goodbye. Amen. I got to say goodbye. But here's the thing. He not only had to say bye to external relationships, he had to say bye to the only life he ever knew. Because <coughs> the Bible said he didn't take the oxen and put it in the corral. He didn't hang the plow up on the wall. He killed the ox and he burnt the plow. He said, if I'm going in, I'm going all in. And I can't be consistent in destiny if I can't smell the smoke of my past. Oh, my God. You hadn't killed the It's hard to be faithful when I can hear the oxen lowing. And it's always an opportunity to go back to what I used to trust in. I better keep this ox just in case this don't work out. And then I don't understand why I'm not walking in destiny. It said he killed the ox. He burnt the plow. He said, now I'm ready to go. Uh, now I'm ready. Now I ain't got nothing to go back to. My God, the Holy Spirit is pulling on somebody. Amen. You got to get that little thought out of the back of your mind that if this don't work out, I can always go back to this. Amen. He said, you got, he killed it. He burnt the plow. And then he started walking with Elijah. He started, and he came to minister to Elijah. You know what that means? Serve. 
He understood that servitude... Oh my God. He understood that you had to serve before you could lead. You had to serve somebody else's ministry before you get your own ministry. You got to be committed to somebody else. Matter of fact, let me give you Elisha's title. Hey, that's Elisha that washes the hands of Elijah. That was his title. Oh my God, are y'all listening to me? Amen. We want to step in here and be an anointed Marine. Amen. And receive the glory and honor. And we ain't served nobody's ministry. You want to be exalted, start serving the people around you. Start ministering to the people around you. Not looking for a title. Amen. Oh, I know. And see, you got to learn how to vacillate this because, man, he had the, excuse me, he had the mantle cast on him. That means he knew it was coming. He was anointed to do greater things. But you can't let your destiny or, or, or your destination rob you of your uh, crucible to prepare you for that destiny. I'm too anointed to wash your, wash your own hands. I don't need to be in your Bible class. I'm a preacher. I'm a teacher. I'm too anointed. I said, can I wash your hands? Can I, I'm going to serve the anointing I want. I want to serve the anointing I want because I feel it in me. So I'm going to serve you. Amen. And Elijah said, I'm going to put you through the test and we're going to see. We're going to see if your, if your uh, consistency is uh, sincere. He says, so uh, Elijah, I need you to stay here. I got to go down to Bethel. You stay here. It's just a test. Somebody shout, it's just a test. Amen. You, you stay here. I'm going to go down there. And Elisha said, I'll tell you what, sir, in all due respect, as the Lord liveth, if you go to Bethel, I'm going with you. Because I'm not taking my eye off you. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to wash your hands. I'm going to be there at every Bible class. Oh, is anybody listening to me? Amen. I, I'm going to endure my crucible. Amen. I know where this is leading. I'm going to be... I just see Elijah, Elijah walking off, grinning. He's going to make it. He's going to make it. Here he comes, right onto God's house. We, a lot of us haven't even mastered being faithful to this house. We ain't been faithful to ministries in this house. We ain't learned to master, amen, supporting things that have nothing to do with me. Oh, my God have nothing to do with me in a sense but what you don't understand is part of the crucible and when you're faithful to things amen that you're not running you know what I've seen about this that when you do get to run things you get mad when people don't show up you get mad because you didn't show up well you remember we went several months without you I always had a funny joke to tell right now to get that frown off y'all's face. Oh, yeah? You know what I found about consistency? It's hard to see my inconsistency when all I can see is yours. It's so easy to see all your inconsistencies and don't realize, where was you last week? We were here. As the Lord liveth, you go to Bethel, I'm going to be there. He went down Bethel, 
represents the house of God. He said, now, uh, uh, Elisha, I need you to stay here. I'm going to Jericho. God, I'm running out of time. I got to quit. So I'm going to Jericho. He said, "Uh uh-uh. As the Lord liveth, you go to Jericho, I'm going with you. I'm going with you. You know what Jericho, Jericho means? Place of fragrance. You know where fragrance comes from? A crushing. I'm going to make a little detour here, and I'm going to go to a place of crushing in my life. He said, if you go to crushing, I'm going with you. You go to sacrifice, I'm going with you. Amen. You go to fasting, I'm going to fast with you. You go to prayer meeting, I'm going to go pray with you. Huh? No, a lot of us never make it through the crucible. They made it back from there. One more time, he said, okay, I need you to stay here. I'm going, over, I'm going across Jordan. Jordan means descender. It means to humble yourself. Oh, I ain't got time to work it like I want because I got to get you out of here. He said, uh-uh. As the Lord liveth, you go into humility and humbling, I'm coming with you. I'm coming with you. And after the third test, he said, okay, now, what you want? Just tell me what you want. I have called you and ordained you to bring forth fruit. And fruit that is consistent. Then you can ask what you want and I'll give it to you. He said, you have passed the test. Tell me what you want. He said, I'll tell you what I want. I want a double portion of what you got. He said, you've asked a hard thing, but you've been consistent. He said, but it's not over yet. You got to see me when I go up. And this is what I tell you. I was going to read the scriptures, but I ain't got time. He said, if you see me when I go up, you're going to get what I got. But if you don't, you're not. That's your Bible. If you remain consistent, if you keep your eyes on me and consistent, and you see it when it happens, the mantle's going to fall on your life. But if you miss it, you're never going to reach your destiny. Somebody shake your neighbor right quick and tell them don't miss it. Don't, don't let inconsistency make you miss it. People's dependent on you. People's dependent on you. People's dependent on the Marines to protect our country. They're dependent on the church to rise up. There's a world dependent on people who can heal the sick and, and raise the dead. Mark, there's, some, there's a world out there that's bound with drugs and alcohol that's dependent on you to make it. Amen. We are not of those who draw back. Tell your neighbor, quit backing up. Quit backing up. Man up. I said, man up. <laughs> Because God said, I'm just positioning you to get your anointing. I'm positioning you to empower you. I'm positioning you. Oh, my God. Don't back up. Don't back up. Uh, Somebody shake your neighbor right now. Tell them, we're not those who draw back. We don't draw back. Don't quit. You're almost to the end. My God, you're about to get in position. Amen. If you just see me when I go up. And Elisha pushed and he pushed and he watched and he washed and he served until all of a sudden the chariot of fire took his, ma- his, his master up. And on the way up, the mantle come falling down. <laughs> The anointing came falling down and it was falling down on consistent shoulders. It would have been a shame for Elijah to have to take that mantle with him. It would have been a shame if he couldn't find consistent shoulders. 
for that mantle to carry on the work. God is looking for some consistency so that mantle can come down out of heaven. And when it hit the ground, Elisha was not a stranger to it because he's had it on before. He wasn't no stranger to it because he served it. He didn't... He didn't have to get the instruction manual saying, how does this work? I know how it works. I've served it for eight years. I've served it for eight years. They call me the man who washes his hands. Made me so mad. I went out the other day and somebody said, oh, you go to that church Kobe them goes to. I said, are you serious right now? <laughs> them worms? <laughs> are you following me? Josh said, well, they call me Dean Love's son. <laughs> but until you get okay with washing the hands of the ministry you would desire, washing the hands of the ministry, or you listen to me, you're not even qualified. Amen. We got young leaders come up that we're trying to put mantles on, and they don't wear it well. They don't wear it well because they didn't serve it well. Amen. They didn't serve it when the leader was telling them, stay back. Amen. Uh, he, uh, Elisha could have been thinking, well, the man of God don't want me to come up. The man of God keeps pushing me down. He won't give me an opportunity. He won't let me serve. No, he's trying to get you to win your soul. He's trying to get you to possess your soul because you can't possess giants until you possess you. Oh, who is in this place? He, he didn't have to have a crash course on how to use the mantle. I didn't read the scriptures, but the Bible says, Brother Black, he grabbed that mantle and headed for the Jordan. He went up there because Elijah had split the Jordan with his mantle. And when they walked across it, he ran up to that, that Jordan with that anointing and said, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? And he split that water. He didn't have to be trained how to use it. He just come through the crucible. We got ministers. We're still, still having to tweak attitudes. Why? You never embrace the crucible. Another reason is you don't understand what ministry is. We think ministry is pulpiterian when it's serving. Oh, God, I feel the Holy Spirit. Somebody's finna receive their mantle. Y'all ready? Somebody, God's been watching. Somebody's been consistent. Somebody God's been trying to position. Some of you are going to receive your mantle. And then today, some of you are going to receive your anointing to begin your crucible. To embrace your crucible. That I got to be put through these things. So that I can consistently learn to conquer me. Listen to me, you new converts. It's okay you're struggling every now and then with your little selfish temper tantrums. <laughs> no, that's the past, brother. It's a new life. The new converts. But some of you have been saved too long to be acting like you acting. And I come as your pastor to tell you you'll never step into destiny 
until you embrace your crucible. And you'll never win souls till you win this soul. There's a lot more that God spoke to me, and I don't know if it's coming here or it's just for me, but he showed me, he said, there's giants eating your inheritance because you won't conquer you. They went to the promised land. They had to go through Gilgal first. That's circumcision. That's cutting away the flesh. They weren't even ready to fight giants until they dealt with me. Today's about you dealing with you. Are you ready? Stand with me all over this building. Can I help somebody before we start stirring around? Yes, we're in this thing together. And see, some of you don't play well with others. But the crucible, you have been in personal boot camp for how many months, Josh? This boot camp. Three months. But the crucible is when you take everything you know and it takes you joining up with the team to get to the other side. I was going to show you a video, but I just didn't have the time. Some of you don't play well with others. And the crucible is to bring you to a point to where you quit saying, I'm a loner. Because if you're a loner, you'll never reach destiny alone. The question is, how important is destiny? Oh, I love Y'all go online. They got to get on a four before, and it's got a rope in the front and a rope in the back, and it's got about five Marines, and they're walking through mud, and they're having to pick up. Hey, 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 hey. Perfect rhythm. Perfect rhythm. Perfect rhythm. Perfect rhythm. And they had to get it all messed up, and they would just keep on. We got to push through that I'm a loner. I got to push through because I can't make it to my destiny without my brother. I can't make it alone. Amen. This e-church is getting out of hand where people can listen to a, a, a sermon and not be hooked in. Amen. It robs people. It may get you to heaven, but it robs you of destiny. To where I got to hook up with brothers. Amen. Because hooking up with you makes me lose, lose sight of me. Said so the first thing they do when they bring a Marine in, I guess all you guys in the armed forces, is shave their head. He said, we're doing that because we're taking everything that they are. We're taking their identity away from them, and it's no longer you, it is us. It is us. Is anybody listening to me in this place? Today is the day of your crucible. You got to embrace it. You got to embrace it. You got to embrace it. And only God knows when you've possessed it. Some of you haven't won your soul because of inconsistency. And only God and you knows when you win that battle. But when you do, here comes the mantle. And then you'll wear it right. You won't use it as authority to beat everybody else up while you're still living like an idiot. That's why we got judgmental preachers in pulpits that judge everybody else because they've never been through the crucible. They got exalted into positions too far, too quick. I, I, I come to the conclusion that today I was going to give you the best information you ever received or the worst. It's all a matter of perspective. Because now I've took the responsibility off God and everybody around you, and it's up to you. Are you going to be consistent? And here's the good news, Brother Johnny. 
the Holy Spirit's been deposited in us to empower us to be consistent. Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org.